Is it boldness you crave and don't have it? Is it courage you seek and can't find it? You're in luck. The bravest hour in radio starts right now. Welcome to the Matthew Dark Show. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. If we lose freedom here, there is no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. Where hypocrisy meets accountability. I just want to do God's will. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Sit back and enjoy, or call in and get involved. The prisoner wishes to say a word. Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. Now here's your host. Take it away, Matthew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in, welcome aboard. This is the Matthew Dark Show. My name is Matthew Dark. We thank you. However, wherever you are joining us, it is good to be with you. Now, before we get too far along and we're going to hit subscribe, remember, everywhere you get your shows, hit subscribe and including on Rumble. Never miss an episode. Up to seven shows now per week coming out uh, on a daily basis. Get involved there. Hit the email, connect at the Show.com. That gets you in touch with the store. And then, of course, the MatthewDarkShow.com, the website, the shirts are there, the links are there, connect in there, subscribe to the email list there, all there. Before we get into the show, we give thanks to Almighty, all, all, all praise, glory, and honor going to the one that lets us come out and do this every day. So we thank him. And we always go out and encourage folks. If you're listening and not a part of a small group, we encourage you to stop that today. Today is your last day, not a part of some kind of fellowship community. So we're encouraging that be done at the school level, the church level, the community level, the neighborhood level, wherever you can sort of plug in. You found something that's come into your heart. Now you want to act on that feeling that's come into your heart. Now move to that. It takes many. I am nothing. You are nothing. Together, holy cow unstoppable, but it has to be these like-minded forces coming together, and you can see how many good things have come as a part of putting like-minded, good-thinking, good-spirited, God-fearing, God-serving folks together, because look at all the COVID stuff. Look at all that God's work has done with the COVID unveiling of the great lie. We're going to get into that back half of the show. COVID part two is coming, folks. Don't mistake yourself. But this time we're ready. What will they pull? It's going to be different. It's going to look very different. We will go into some of those aspects a little bit later in the show. So we give thanks to God. We get right into it. We give thanks to sponsors. <clears throat> Excuse me, Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom. Now remember, ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. That gets you set up with everything you need to know about the lawsuits. It gets you need to know everything you know about where they are nationally. And of course, you can chip in, help out, donate. Of course, a 501c3, everything tax deductible. Would you rather give your excess monies, your taxable monies to the government, okay, because you're going to pay them in some capacity, or to a 501c3 that's coming to your heart that you think is doing God's work. That's the question. Government use that money well, you think, um, by paying for military transgender surgeries for life. Pam Long, great guest, and we will have her back on again soon because we need to talk about what's going on in schools here in Colorado as well. I mean, you think they spend the money wisely when they stick a million dollars into a, tra a transgender military person? Is that a good use of you and I's money? Or would that money be better sent to a nonprofit that is doing 
God's work. I'm not saying Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom and ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com is the only place doing that, but find one, find something, because it leads me right into my very first point of the morning, very first point of the show. Shop like you pray. Have you ever found yourself praying for horrible, icky things to happen to yourself or to others? Or I don't like my situation. And have you ever prayed for more filth to come into that situation? Of course not. Of course not. It's for blessings and and and, and God, please help me. And, and you're seeking wisdom or guide. You shop like you pray. So we can't go to Target. God bless the Americans that have written them off. Bud Light, God bless those. We have to make a 100, deny ourselves. See, I'm of the opinion you cannot be a Christian, all in Christian, Christian on mission, and also be going to Starbucks, having Netflix, doing Disney Plus. I don't think you can be both in one sentence. And that's why we're talking about shopping and spending like you pray. Are the things that you're praying for, are they consistent with where your money's being spent? That's the question you have to answer that. In some cases, yes. In some cases, no. I know I could do better than that. I could deny something. Just the fact that it's made in China is enough to have a conversation about, I don't think I need this. I think it's made in China. I think it feeds the beast. I think it's wrong. I think I'll pass. Gee, did I have to have it? Was survival on the line when this thing came across my nose? Buy it. Get it. You need it. Do I? Let me, let me make sure now. American society tells me, yes, I need anything and everything right now. Give it to me. It's cheap. You've got the money. You deserve it, right? They tell me that all the time. Scripture tells me to deny myself. And so how many times can we deny ourselves and stand for Christ? More money in our pocket. We've stood for a principle that we hold dear to us. And now we've moved on to the next. That's denying yourself for kingdom advancement. That's where we have to be. If you're not shopping like you're praying, check yourself, check your wallet, check your prayers. Hey, sinner, guilty as charged. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I've got to get in alignment because at the end of the day, when you choke off the money from the monsters feeding this thing, that's the end of the story. That's the ball game. It's their money. Without it, they have nothing. That's why they're so desperate to get more of it, cling onto it, and they're coming after all of yours might. They like money. They like power. And we can kind of get caught up playing that game with them. We're saying no more unless it's in alignment. Force them to come in alignment. We've talked about it on this show before. Companies never go too far to the left. The, the man in a, a tuck-friendly swimsuit on a commercial or some kind of you know, transgender person celebrating Pride Month. In a com Companies can never go too far that way. Oh, gosh, they'll get their heads ringed if they go too far to the right. Uh, uh, you know, a, a family showing too much of that classic, this a classic American family in a commercial, they could get in trouble for that. You could have somebody worshiping or celebrating God, and they could be going too far right for that. There's always a limit on the right how far companies can go. Until we start spending day in, day out, that says, nah, we can get you over here. We can get you to take that little two-step right over here and meet us on ours. Because, see, some of this stuff is non-negotiable. I know we've had callers. I know there are people out there that are saying rhinos and Democrats and the whole bit. They, they say it. Can't be divisive. We've got to cross the aisle. Got to work together. 
But the problem is some of this stuff is non-negotiable. An abortion in the delivery room is a non-negotiable. So unless, unless you're willing to reverse 180 degrees your thinking on that topic, there is no conversation. I am not budging. Fact. Can't do it. The border should be remain closed, secured, and without a border, you're not a country. There is no negotiation on whether or not America should defend its border. Non-negotiable. So unless you're willing to do a 180 and come meet me all the way on my side with that one, I guess we're in a stalemate. I will worship and think freely as a human being in the United States. There's no thought crimes. There's no, oh, you're not allowed to worship your God because it's a pandemic. or what. Those are non-negotiable. So unless you're willing to do a 180 on your stance, we're in a stalemate. You see the problem? And so that happens with our wallets. That happens with our standing against things that we know are fundamentally wrong. There is no negotiation with evil. We have picked our side. We're going with good. Maybe it's not for you. It is for me. And that, But again, there's no meeting in the middle with much of the key topics. Should the average American be forced to take a COVID shot, regardless their situation, regardless their age, does the government have the right to make you take a COVID shot? That's the question for you. The answer is no, never, ever. That's a non-negotiable. So unless you're willing to do a 180 degrees from your current position and meet me 100% on my side, we're at another stalemate. You see how critical all these issues are? They cannot be negotiated. Well, we can force citizens to take a shot when the pandemic's really bad. But we won't do it now. See, that's not going to work either. You never have the right. It's always my choice. Got it? Perfect. Our policy is simple. If you touch our kids, we'll kill you. Period. That's a non-negotiable. Never in the history of this country. Mankind, civilization, has the abuse, torture, sexualization, has any of that conduct be acceptable towards children. Never. It's only in the last, say, 30, 40, 50 years in which society has been making laws to protect the sexually deviant, the criminally minded, the criminally active. That's only a recent phenomenon. Sheriffs used to take people behind the back and beat them down for doing certain things, or the town might, a couple of guys from town might go deal with somebody who's been causing justice happened uh, for those that needed justice. And in many, case, in many cases, it was horrific crimes being done against innocent people, and the law was swift to act. And, and we get rid of death penalties and all this stuff that has happened over these last few. See, our policy is this, touch our kids and we'll kill you. Keep your hands off of our children is a simple one. And that doesn't just mean a physical touching, like the men stripping down, uh, dancing, stripper style in front of a child, not talking only physically, you're also assaulting my child when you begin to speak about disgusting sexual acts between two men and all these sorts of lifestyles that we deem, society has deemed, history has deemed gross and offensive. Sorry. Nine out of, nine out of 10 people find homosexual behavior absolutely repulsive, absolutely disgusting and wrong. 
I'm sorry, though. That's just the reality check. It's only in the last 50 years that we begin to talk about this as well. Jeez, these are people, too, and they have feelings, too. It's like, I, to I totally agree with that. But their conduct is like that of a heroin addict. It is keeping them out of society because that is the most important thing in their life. Their homosexuality is their most important thing in their life. That is their identity. Not in Christ, not in their family, not in their job. Not... It's in their homosexuality. And that's the problem. So our policies are simple, but they're non-negotiables. Got to have a border. Got to have health freedom. Got to stand for children. Any questions on that? Okay. Because unless you're ready to just say, nope, God, I'd love to join you. Then we're at a stalemate. There's no negotiation on our core stuff. And we haven't really drawn that line in the sand to stay. Nope. What they know and what that line of thinking is consistent with is those that support Donald Trump for president of the United States, not just in 2016. He, we voted for him and he won in 2020 and he's back for 2024. One last ride, four years to get it all done. Bring hell to Washington, D.C. That's what we're voting for. Is there a shot one last time to take a chip so deep into the filth of Washington, D.C., where we now have seen sort of the, 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 the what's behind that curtain, um, inside deals, royalties being paid to scientists like Dr. Fauci, Hunter Biden getting sweetheart. We've seen all the filth behind the curtain now. Donald Trump getting one shot, one more. Let's see it all. Let's have it all. Let's bring it down. Burn it all. Need him in there one more time. He will never run for another election for anything again in his life. There is no handcuffs. There is no restraints. It's for the American people. And so as these indictments increase, Trump's support increase. That's because you're picking on the guy who's standing up for us and we don't like him and we're going to come to his rescue. That's the mood of the average Trump voter. That's why he's getting more support, not less support. You'll see tonight in the debates, Republican debates on Fox. And it's, it's, it's like, what? okay, you can watch that. That's totally awesome. It's like seeing, okay, who's, it's a competition for a backup quarterback though position. Not a single one of those people. Don't fool yourself has anywhere near the 81 million votes or fans out there that'll take to, to do this. Do you understand that? Not even close. It, it makes you think, what on earth is a Chris Christie and a Mike Pence doing running for president besides there to hurt Donald Trump? What are they doing there? Why? Does Chris Christie think he has 85 Plus, because remember, Joe Biden has set the bar so high, 81 million is the new. Are you telling me that you're going to have a new up and coming person get less votes than Joe Biden? So even after Joe Biden's done and buried away, he still goes down in history. That's going to be a really interesting scenario. The bar has been set at 81 million people. Now, our population is growing pretty significantly due to illegal immigration. But now that technically shouldn't affect our voting, right? Those people should not be voting, right? Because they have no legal right to be here, right? 
They're not voting, right? You promised us that. So isn't that going to be an interesting, interesting little conundrum? Here you've got Joe Biden setting the bar at 81 million. If he runs again and is to win against Donald Trump, are you telling me he's not going to need 81 million votes or more? Really? You think Trump's support has gone down, not up? No. He got 75 million legitimate votes. Not a single person, Democrat, Republican, has ever questioned Donald Trump's 75 million votes for the 2020 election, not one. That should tell you a lot. That should terrify Democrats. Those were legitimate votes. And that might be an undervote, an undercount. Mike Pence, Chris Christie, Asa, Asa Hutchinson, the governor of Arkansas is running for president. Why? Why would you be doing that? You, you don't have 85 million fans out there. This is all about how many fans do you have? How many people are willing to say, that's my guy? You had 85, Asa Hutchinson from Arkansas, 85 million, what? Nikki Haley? What? What? You have to ask the question, why are these people doing this? And the conclusion, right to the end of the story, <clears throat> they want to hurt the American people. Everything that they're doing tonight at the debate is designed to hurt Donald Trump. Why would you do that if you're standing for the American people and, and opposing Joe Biden? You think Chris Christie, and I'm sorry, when you are that obese, okay, and this is just somebody who has a tremendous experience and knowledge and knows about all this stuff. When you are as obese as Chris Christie is, that is no different than the 24 seven alcoholic, okay? You cannot get the size of Chris Christie without eating the moment you wake up and as you fall asleep at night. You can't get that size. Cannot do it. It's a person that starts drinking when they wake up and they pass out with a bottle in their hand on the couch with one sock on. Lights on, TV's on. You've seen the scene. You don't get that big. So, so, so again, we have to overlook that addiction, that major character defect. And we have to say, no, Chris Christie's, uh, I think he's got it together. Yes, he's obviously in another meal and can't be bothered. But I think he's got it together. Do these people believe they have 81 million fans out there? Asa Hutchinson, Nikki, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie. I mean, these are, are these people delusional? No, they're not. They're in there to hurt Donald Trump. They're no different than the Democrats like Chuck Schumer that drool, Nancy Pelosi that drool over the demise of Donald Trump. Same people, different outfits, playing different characters. People have to understand that. If you cared about this country, you, you would say, absolutely not. I will never run for president. This is Chris Christie. If he cared about America, he'd say, of course I'm not running for president because Donald Trump is, and he's done the best job any president has probably done in 50 years if not a hundred for this country. And I'm going to support him to get this ship right. That's what he would say if he cared about America. Doesn't. Grifters don't. Guy who's now just become a, his job, Chris Christie's job is to run for president, get blown out, do interviews, and then rinse and repeat four years later, six years later, two years later, whatever. He cares for America. 
Shut up. He's got a filthy mouth. He's put on an enormous amount of weight. And he's now hindering you and I's ability to get Joe Biden out. Now, is, set the record straight. Chris Christie is of no threat to Donald Trump. Don't think of it like this. Collectively, though, all these guys are making Trump spend money, waste time, distract, and they're not unified. These are scum. And the proof of all this lack of interest that the American people, the Trump people have in this new, you know, Republican candidate emerging is Ron DeSantis. Here's the darling of Florida, right, who barely beat, you have to understand, he barely, barely beat that Andrew Gillum. You, you remember him. He was a rising star in the Democrat Party, a black guy in the Democrat Party. He was found, he lost, barely, barely, and Trump endorsed him. Ron DeSantis won. Florida was getting ready to have a Democrat governor. So DeSantis barely beats this guy who was later found, passed out on drugs with a man in some Florida hotel, you know, into all sorts of deviant stuff. Guy turned out to be a total crackhead, whacked out guy. Ron DeSantis, Florida's darling, barely got him. So you always have to know how this started. But you can't. And if you go to our social media, if you go to our Rumble, we've got a great montage of Ron DeSantis and his enthusiasm for the vaccine. And I know you'll say, yeah, but vaccine, Donald Trump, Operation Warp. I know. We'll talk about it. I know. I understand that. But if the distinguishing thing going into the president race or the, the, the two last finalists for the GOP, if it's Ron DeSantis and his distinguishing factor is COVID and COVID policy, he doesn't win. Trump was anti-mask. Trump was anti-lockdown. Trump was anti-all those things that infringed. Yes, he was, of course. He had an enormous ego that was filled with the idea. Check it out. They took advantage of Donald Trump. And that's why we that's why we can celebrate. We're going to talk about Vivek in a second, why it's hard to really. He's saying everything you want to hear, but I don't believe a thing he's saying. That element that he has in him, we're going to talk about that. But the reason why Donald Trump is so endearing, why he can get the loyalty, the base that he has, we can see some flaws. Yeah, we see we see greatness. We see flaws. We see we see ego. We see compassion. We see all those things. But what we see with Donald Trump is this enormous ego that they took advantage of. We weren't the only ones that saw it. So did the CDC, Dr. Fauci, FDA, the world, the whole thing. They saw it and they said, if we can convince this guy that he is going to be the savior of the world, save the world from this virus, COVID-19, the worst thing they've ever had. We can convince this guy by microwaving a vaccine to save the planet. He, in his mind, will be the savior. Now, we won't let him think that, obviously, very long. But in his mind, he's done it. And they took advantage of that. But if you want to look at Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump and you're saying, hmm, I don't know, I'm on the fence. I guess I'll look at what was their COVID stance like. You can't say Ron DeSantis. When the COVID shots came out, he was excited to sign the FedEx packaging. He said, it. I received our first order in Florida. And as the governor, I'm excited to sign the FedEx. He said it. He was at a World War I 
excuse me, World War II veterans um, house as being one of the very first seniors to get vaccinated. And he was excited about the 101-year-old veteran getting it encouraged others. This is Ron DeSantis in Florida. We also went down, he also went over to a, a, a local pharmacy that was dispensing it. He gave press conferences about it. He told us how enthusiastic he was about the vaccine and that people should be getting it. Our social media has a montage. Pull it up. He he he, he was all in. Why? That was the easy crowd. That was where everybody was being pushed. See, only the real leaders stood up and said, wait, what? We're going to do a vaccine in nine months and we're just going to start giving it out like this for free? Uh, wait a second. Hold on. Pump the brakes, folks. We're not doing that just yet. Where's your papers? Where's your data? Nine months? Do you really believe that? And that's where I I, I always go back to our, our vaccine fans. And, you know, God bless them. We love them. But, I mean, you got to really stretch yourself. you got to really stretch it to think, yep, they did it. Pfizer with Dr. Fauci, with Rochelle Walensky, with the CDC, with this emergency global crisis team all over the world, they did it. They made a safe and effective vaccine in nine months, wouldn't hurt a fly, and it protects you like nobody's business. They did it. That's a hard place to get to. Holy cow, that's a hard place to get to. And of course, you can't get there because that's not the reality. The reality is they've been working on COVID vaccines for years, mRNA technology for years. Pfizer's CEO, Bura said this was the very first time mRNA technology had ever been used for medicine or for vaccine was the COVID-19 shots that we had people signing up for, rushing up to January of 2021, saying, I'd love to get my first shot, booster. Here for my booster. I'm three months later, I'm boosting. It's crazy. So you don't get any credit as an after-the-fact anti-vaxxer. Because how many people took one vaccine and they didn't make it out to their car? They didn't wake up the next day. So you don't get to say, okay, I was, yes, all in at the beginning, but then after a year and I rolled it out, I did some thinking and now I've changed. We're, we're glad you've come to that realization. We really are. Um, but unfortunately, but sadly, people died while you were being a cheerleader for snake venom going into the body of the average American. So shame on you. You need to deal with that. Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis did that. But the proof is in the pudding. America's not interested in somebody else. They want Donald Trump. He's the darling. He's the darling. And he's getting pulverized, destroyed in the polls. I mean, it's not close. It's This is 40 to 10 at halftime. I'm turning the game off. I'm doing something else. This is not competitive. Nothing changes tonight at that debate. Now, Vivek, let me say this very clearly and loudly. I have no respect for people. And okay, fine. There's probably a little bit of bitterness or resentment. Okay, fine. A little bit, tiny bit, but mostly. I have no respect for people that take junk companies that make no money, package them up, market them up, IPO, roll them out. The founders of that company that we know makes no money, tremendous debt, a failure in all private senses, instantly worth hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions. 
all set up for the bankers, all set up for the insiders to get filthy rich on a company that they know in the private sector couldn't survive. And Vivek made a lot of money in that space with his company. Medical. So he's a spawn of medical. He's a spawn of Soros because we know we got the scholarship. Now he tried to scrub that information. And I don't give a, here's the thing is who gives a crap about Vivek? Who gives a crap? Do any of these people have a shot in hell against Donald Trump? The answer is no, but it's cute to talk about. Who's going to be the backup quarterback? That's what this is. They, Vivek's 36 years old, worth $600 million. He can do this himself, fund his own campaign. He talks good. He's got all the stuff we want to hear down. Close the border. Trans is evil. God is good. He's saying all the things. So what's wrong? Why don't I like it? Ah. Ton of money in big pharma. And, and folks, it's not like big pharma is just into vaccines. They're doing this. They they steal with drugs too. They, they do this. This is what they do. So he's super close to that industry. He got free money when he IPO'd it and when he raised money behind it. He's rich. The company sucks, basically. And that's how so many of those are. GoPro, remember GoPro? Candy Crush. How many of these nothing companies never would pay that? That never would be worth that. Never would generate that kind of wealth to the owner. They take it public. Oh, overnight billionaire. And they can sell for this window of time. That's what went on there. So made, I think he says all the things just right. I think it's hard to believe we're seeing the real deal. If we are, he will be a president one day. Let me say it like that. If Vivek's the real deal, meaning the George Soros stuff is really nothing. He, he's being set up in that, perhaps. I don't know. Um, and the the progress he can make in anti-vax movement, because see all these people, you want to be anti-vax and run on that as a campaign, great. But if you lose for president, I, I sure better see you still fighting for vaccine transparency and vaccine safety, holding those that did these things liable. I still expect you to be doing all that work. So if you're just doing that to get us to vote for you, but that's really not your core, your passion, your health freedom isn't what keeps you up at night, then, you know, again. So given that, he will be president one day if he's the real deal. The fact that he doesn't want it, that he's been hysterical about the World Economic Forum had some attachment to him. And the George Soros scholarship that's made him somewhat hysterical and in denial. He, but what I like about him is he says the right thing about 9-11. Folks, the narrative about 9-11 is a lie. What the government told you about 9-11 is not true. George Bush, your president, he was lying to you with mass weapons of mass. That was a con job. COVID was a con job. These were forces at play that were evil, wicked, and good at what they do. Period. My goodness, the Matthew Dark Show. We're getting buzzing along, halfway through, zipping along. Let's do this. We'll step into a break. We'll come back. There's more. Because why? Well, the stakes are high in 2024. The stakes are high just this year alone because we've got COVID, the pandemic, part two. It's coming, folks. Don't go anywhere. The Matthew Dark Show, wherever, however you're joining us, we thank you. Be right back.
Are you happy with your current healthcare provider? If the answer to that is not an emphatic yes, then you should know about Roots Medical. Roots Medical, located in the Denver Tech Center, is a Christian-based medical practice that treats the whole patient in a natural and holistic way. Specializing in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical also offers full-service pediatric care, sickness visits, sports physicals, and so much in between. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Welcome in, folks. Welcome aboard the Matthew Dark Show, wherever, however you are joining us. We thank you. Now, uh, a couple places to make sure you hit. Uh, subscribe anywhere you get your shows. Spotify is video and audio. Rumble video. And then anywhere else you'd like to get a podcast, hitting subscribe there. The website is thematthewdarkshow.com. And then, of course, anything you need, hit us up on the social media as well. Tons of good images, tons of good clips, tons of good stuff there. So stay connected. I'm going to tell you that the stakes are high in 2024, but that's not shocking to you. You knew that. I'd say it's early to talk about it, but it's not because, see, step back before the 2020 elections, before COVID came to America, here's what was happening is we still had good economic growth from the Trump boom and everything was going to be all about American business and all that stuff. Things were good. Trump was in a tiff with China. China didn't like China. You know, just so the average person knows, as crazy as this sounds, China, from a uh, international governance perspective or, or compliance perspective, they want to be viewed still as a third world country that doesn't have the internet. That's what China wants to be viewed as. Now, internally, they're the world's number two, and really, right there, ready to become the glo- the global superpower. And that's imminent, especially with more Joe Biden. That happens. But they want to be treated like a baby, you know, that they're just coming out of huts. And we're just now, we we don't even know anything, right? The stakes are high. I mean, could you imagine a society where we're taking our, our cues from China? I mean, our politicians have been for some time. Because they tell us, and the fact that we've allowed so much Chinese infiltration just tells me four more years of Joe Biden, it will not be a hard transition. The fact that they're allowed to buy farmland and real estate in the United States is unbelievable to me. (laughs) You think China would let you buy farmland there? Are you crazy? But we let that happen. We can do bribes in this country, and we know that happens, and that kind of stuff happens because we're watching the Joe Biden scandal unfold before our very eyes. And you would think, oh, my goodness, Joe Biden's toast because of his scandals. You would think that, and it should be that. And that's why they've had to indict Donald Trump four times. And that's why when you step back and look at the 2020 election, though, before we had COVID, there was some stuff in the balance happening going on that were not it that were not going to prompt mail-in voting. Okay. COVID is the reason we have Joe, Joe Biden today. And it is COVID that we had this emergency use of mail-in votes. This is why I say the stakes are high. Stay with me. You do not get Joe Biden without mail-in votes. Now that I think we can all agree on. Even your most hard up Democrat, 
nasty thing in Cherry Creek, 80 years old, been, been voting for Democrats her whole life, been in that circle of folks her whole life, <clears throat> who finds Donald Trump just offensive. The tweets, the nasty things. Okay. That lady is going to, doesn't matter to her. None of this stuff is going to get through. Impenetrable. The stakes are high, though, because Joe Biden, with a scandal that large, should have already resigned. You're kidding me? I just got busted as a scam. I just got busted taking a bribe. I mean, how embarrassing. I mean, give me a break. And there's no shame. He's butchering Maui. He's butchering it. So think about this, though. You have before the 2020 election... You get COVID, which gives us mail-in ballots, which gives us Joe Biden. We have to be looking at this a year in advance of the actual vote time, count time. And that's this time. That's now. And the reason we tie that together is because we're getting ready for COVID part two. There is no doubt that is getting ready to happen. I see colleges bringing back masking mandates. I see counties still recommending these kind of guidance. We're not having uh, this desperation to investigate and punish all the COVID behavior. We're, we're not doing that. Why? It's not done. We're still using COVID. Of course, we can't launch an investigation into the fraud behind it. See, that's what's so concerning. We know that we have the flu vaccine being now classified under the PREP Act. And what the PREP Act does, folks, is it allows the Health and Human Services Secretary, Javier Bacara, to dispense experimental med medication. So in this case, we're talking mRNA vaccines. And it adds even another layer of protection around manufacturer, provider, pharmacist. Okay, They added the flu vaccine to the emergency protocols that COVID is currently under in April of this year. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Because they're going to use mRNA in flu vaccines. See, the COVID is a tough sell right now as a shot. And again, I know we have tremendous fans of the COVID shots out there, and, and but they're, they're losing fans. They're not gaining fans, shot takers. They're, nobody's vaccinating anymore. So, you know, if you were hard up on it when it came out <clears throat> and you're still doing it, just, you know, be careful. This thing's in for babies. This is the real deal. Some of this stuff's got, you know, poison in it that'll drop you dead on the way to your car as you're leaving the Walgreens. Be careful. So COVID does have some negative. Eef. I don't know if I want to take one of those. It's just too much. That's just past. I don't know. It's too much. There's a lot of that with COVID. With the flu vaccine, though, they somehow pretend like that's, oh, this one, though, is for babies. This is vanilla ice cream, a couple little sprinkles on top. This one wouldn't hurt a fly. They're going to take advantage of that naivete and use mRNA as, again, this is the safest, the most effective vaccine we can give you as an mRNA. And there's going to be sign up for that. There's going to be people that say, I'd love to try that new flu vaccine, even though I haven't had the flu in a dozen years. And I know the flu vaccines have never worked. And I know that I don't need it. Um, did you say mRNA? I'm in. I mean, that's what they're doing. And so that happens in the fall. And so when we talk about the stakes being high, so we know they do. They know they are too. They want to keep the momentum of this insanity. 
cancel student loans, the Biden administration. They want to cancel, of course, student loans, even after the Supreme Court said no. They said, OK, we'll go back to the drawing board and do it this way. What the Biden administration is showing us is they don't care. We're going to do what we want to do, regardless of what the law says. Isn't that what they've been doing? And so they go right back at it. They change all the payment terms. But they're selling pitch to young people. I mean, how sad is this for America? This is sad. They're selling pitch to young people, Democrats? Uh, abortion rights and canceling student loan debt. How sad is that? What scum of the earth is that? What bottom of the barrel is that? Vote for us. We'll expand abortion and cancel your student loan debt. Outside of that, we have no clue what we're doing. It's filthy. Absolutely filthy. The stakes are high. So you get a negative outcome in 2024. And we're talking about cancel student loans. Talking about ending cash bail just like as a national platform. And the recidivism is just off the charts for those on the streets. I thought stat with New York City, where <clears throat> it was a tiny little percentage of criminals committing a majority of the crime. It was breathtaking. It was like 5% of these criminals on robbery and assault charges were committing like 60% of the recidivism. You don't have any cash? No problem. Just promise you'll come back to court in two months or three months or six months or a year or whenever. And off they go. End cash bail. So they're committing crimes while they're on this personal recognizance, basically. But these are not people that have earned that, right? These are people that have 30 arrests. They're high as a kite. And we're just saying, yeah, come back in six months for your trial. And then they got away. They said, well, that's not working either. Why don't we just start making shoplifting and carjacking not a crime? That voila, crime rates go down. Yes, it is in fact true. If you stop, if you stop pressing charges, if you stop assigning crimes to people that are committing crimes, your crime rates will go down it, on paper. Hey, these are Democrats, folks. That's why we always go back to our Democrat moms and dads and we say, hey, we love you so much. Go to the Secretary of State right now, change your voter affiliation. Be unaffiliated. Great. I don't care. You're not ready to go all the way with Jesus yet? That's okay. You're not ready to go all the way with Trump yet? That's okay. You're not ready to go all the way with standing for children? That's okay. Go unaffiliated. But get out of the Democratic Party today. And when they say, hey, why'd you leave? You say, well, you don't represent my values anymore. You're talking about filthy stuff. You won't close the border. You let men strip down at schools and dance on children. It's disgusting. I don't want to do it. They'll come back and say, how high can we jump? We need your business back. And you'll say, you know what? I'm just not ready yet. Prove it. I need some time, is what you'll say. Keeping the border open is so deliberate. This is why Republicans absolutely have no credibility, uh, even though it's sitting there uh, destroying and bringing down Democrats once and for all, hardcore, swift and mighty. It's sitting there on a tee for Republicans, in the House at least, and they can't do anything with it. You already know about the Biden crime family and all that stuff. But what they've done at the border, a they've actually, 
in Arizona, they were using shipping containers. You've seen those coming over from, you know, China and across seas. Shipping containers, massive. Arizona was using those piled up, stacked on top of each other. They were using those to fill in plug gaps in the wall. I mean, they've got a, a wall that's nearly built. They won't finish the wall. In fact, they're looking to dismantle that wall. Now, how do you sell that to the average American that the current administration is dismantling a wall designed to keep people out of our country from freely entering? You want to enter? Great. You go right down and you get in this long line like it's Disneyland, but it's for years. It, it sucks, I know, because you'd like to come in right now. Unfortunately, we just because we have a thousand, hundred thousand homeless people to step over before we get to you at the southern border. So we got to deal with that. But then we'd love to have you. But in the meantime, get your paperwork going, get all set up and, you know, we'll talk. We'll get you something on the books here in the next couple of years. They're actually removing. So Mayorkas, DHS, went to Arizona and said, hey, you got to remove these shipping containers. This isn't cool, but we'll plug in the gaps. We promise. So Arizona, under threat of federal government, coming in and impeding on state rights, again, removes the shipping containers. And as of today, they've still never rebuilt that piece of wall. So that is a, they actually had the state of Arizona open border space for this behavior to continue. The stakes are high, wow. Think about how nasty that is. Alejandro Mayorkas, Secretary, DHS, orders a state to actually make a border more porous? What? That's impeachable, and Republicans won't do anything with them. Had a sitting vice president taking bribes from corrupt countries, hostile countries, taking bribes for favors. And we're doing nothing with that. They're doing nothing with that. And, and when I say nothing with that, <clears throat> this should be on the tip of everyone's tongue, Republican or Democrat. The efforts should be so unified because it's such a blatant corruption. But that's not happening. It's a failure. Republican side. The reason, though, you have such a slim majority in the House is because of mail-in voting. I understand that. The reason you don't have a Senate anymore, <clears throat> go back to January 5th, not January 6th, January 5th in Georgia, where that state all of a sudden produces Joe Biden as president and two Democrat senators, really? Georgia? Change the world. Change the world. But you don't get there without mail-in voting. You must understand that first. Must understand it. Show sponsors are Roots Medical, rootsmedical.net. Getting to the root of your healthcare concern. And of course, Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom. That's coloradomedicalfreedom.com. Lawsuits are happening. And again, why these lawsuits are so important is because there is a clock, tick-tock, tick-tock, on the next health-related lockdown, emergency, crisis. Oh my gosh, just start listening to government for your next order. There. That is happening here in the fall. <clears throat> what is exactly going to look like? I don't know. Here's what concerns me for the average citizen is that it will have to be done much more forcefully. 
we already know you can't um, arrest me for not wearing a mask. So how are you going to do it? But we now know that you can't, as an employer, make me get the shot. The Supreme Court said no. When Joe Biden said, if you employ 100 people or more, you have to get the shot, give your employees a shot. When, when the Supreme Court, Supreme Court said, no, that's a lie, you can't do that. How do they do that? We'll have to do more forcefully this time. You need things like a central bank digital currency to where if you're not in compliance with your vaccine schedule, they can shut you down, lock you out. Party's over. What's that? You were saying you're not going to get the vaccine? Huh. Go try to buy something tonight then and tell us you're not going to get the vaccine. They would love a society that looks like that. Are you kidding me? That's China style. That is a Democrat's dream. That is a global globalist dream. That is a World Economic Forum dream. 15 minute city. Lockdowns can be at any time, anywhere. And they can be for the climate because those are all coming to us too. I know at Denver I-25, the main highway coming, ripping road right through town, will often have signage on there telling me ozone alert. Don't fuel up until after five o'clock. Folks, those are just those little messages to let you know that there'll be a day where they say, uh, here's the alert, get off the highway right now or you'll be arrested. It is a climate lockdown day. We are not driving cars today. You are not consuming meat today. Do you understand it's really hot today? That kind of stuff. <clears throat> that all comes as a part of Democrat-led ideology. Why? Because of where they're getting their orders from. That's a globalist dream, a 15-minute city with a bank account that you can lock down. Wow. Jeez, that's a really good one. You never comply. You never complied. You got to go out like Arthur Pulowski, which is that Canadian pastor who was, you know, dragged out of his church, kicking and screaming for being open on Easter, you know. And he was the one that barked off the Nazi police that showed up. And, and people think Canada is this like sweetheart country. It is not. Whole Lee Cal. And they did a very similar thing uh, with the lockdown of your monies. Remember the truckers, the Canadian truckers that did the, the convoy and the blockage and the delay and the strike? And they not only seized their funds and locked them and froze their funds, but if you supported them, they froze those people's funds. You sent this tr trucker $5 because you respected what he was doing. Now you don't have a bank account. Folks, this is not that far away. We just saw this. This is 2020. Monsters. Absolute monsters. So the stakes are high. Canceling student loans, ending cash bail, keeping a border open. This is the scariest one. That's why I say this, this is the final battle, is it's the federalized elections. That's what they've been going for. That's what mail-in ballots got us one step closer to. They... <laughs> Your government, your federal government wants to run your state, your local neighborhood, your local precincts election. That's what this is about. Once that happens, it's over. It's over. And meaning you're always going to be a country that's enthusiastic about green energy. You're always going to be a country that's enthusiastic about the trans movement. You're always going to be a country that's enthusiastic about an open border and everybody's welcome. Meanwhile, New York City is getting absolute pulverized crisis mode we've reported the four billion dollars on fifty-four thousand immigrants just since joe biden's been in office for new york city four billion dollars and what has that gotten them 
it's only housed and fed immigrants, illegal immigrants since. So there's not like that was a, they were investing that money for them or buying property for them or they were in education on that four bit. No, no, that was literally to get them to survive up until this moment in time in which you still have no plan, in which you still have no space. New York City is converting hotels into immigrant housing. That should tell you how severe this crisis is. I, I think of New York City as hotel Mecca, sold out every night. That's where you do hotels. Through the real deal, and you've got a hotel, you've got it in New York City, and they are converting hotels to deal with immigrants. That's why the stakes are high. Federalized elections, normalized pedophilia, and the LGBTQ. You, you, you continue to be a country that pushes that edge when it comes to the sexualization of children. Stakes are really, really high. And, and the stacks are against those of us that want free and fair elections. Why? Mail-in voting is a part of the equation. And anytime it is, I sure hope they're legit. I mean, how sad is that? What, here's what I don't really get too worried about is election day scams in which polls open at eight and they close at eight, whatever. Seven. Everybody goes in, does their thing, leaves. I don't have a problem, and we get that total that night. I don't have a problem believing that. I, I'll go for that. But when mail-in ballots start flying a month ahead of time to people that don't even live there anymore, they don't want to vote, they could care less, they hate it all. So I start to get pretty nervous. So that tells me we're on to something there, but you have federalized elections, that's the problem. How's the homeless? We just talked about New York City. The stakes are high. Th this idea that now, okay, these people have been declared unable to ever care for themselves again, and we, the state, are now taking them on. <clears throat> We're going to put them in this converted hotel and done. And folks, we have said this before on this show. You cannot live in the big city if you're a homeless person. I'm sorry. And you don't kick them out to rural places where there's already towns and civilizations. That's not right either. No, 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 no. They go into absolutely uncivilized, unsettled places in America, North Dakota and places in Montana, places in Wyoming, big old huge state like Wyoming where there's no people. That's where homeless people go that you've determined can no longer take care of themselves and that we're now going to house them. We don't convert properties next to schools, next to businesses to house the homeless. Are you nuts? But again, there's only one party going for that kind of behavior, housing the homeless. Give me a break. You can't live in the city, though, if you're homeless. Sorry. You have to go live, and, and we'll put factories together out there, and, and we'll assemble things out there, and you can do that out there. But it is not in the big city. You cannot live in the big because you're destroying the big cities. Democrats are, too. But when you add Democrat leadership, which is incompetent, and an ever-growing rabbit-like Homeless population, it's unsustainable. Give me a break. Expand inflation. I, I don't know about you folks. I see $4 gas now all the time or more. Excuse me? Remember, the great war in Ukraine was the reason why Joe Biden had to deplete all reserves. And that brought oil down from basically the peak in Denver area I saw was like $5 a gallon. Now it's, you know, 4 to 420 What? That's expanded inflation, folks. The food's too much. The gas is too much. The delusion is too much. Hey, we fly through another one.
It's okay though, because we come back tomorrow, we do it all over again. Remember, hit subscribe everywhere you get your shows, connect at the website, and do this until next time, folks. Serve God, help others, stay good. Goodbye. Ain't the same. I saw where to go from here. Feel like you've lost your way.